0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the PlayStation Drive episode 114. My name is Matt, and I'll be your host for this Adventurous Events. I'm joined, as always, by the Supreme Court of Canada himself, Mr. Court Lelan. What's up, Court?
1: Hey, buddy.
0: How you doing? I'm doing okay. How you doing? I'm okay. I reloaded. No, I'm sorry. It's just I've always wanted
1: to say that. I don't know why. It's, <laughs> it's from a song. It's, it's an old song. You know, no one will get it
0: except me. Like one that they play with, like, a washboard? Out by the bayou. Mm. <laughs> As they cook some lizards on a stick. Let it go. <laughs> Everyone, uh, okay, well, first off, for our audio listeners, because everybody in the Discord was made aware, uh, apologies for this week. Uh, the show was late because of me. Uh, I was sick. It went down hard over the weekend, and I could not bring myself. I had almost no voice uh, on Monday to do the recording. So uh, I appreciate everybody uh, understanding it, and thanks for being the best. Uh, but, you know, we have some cool stuff. That we're going to talk about towards the end of the show that will actually be added on to the show so make sure you stick around for that wonderful little tease yeah special but on this week's show we're going to be talking about playstation plus red dead redemption is psvr 2 dead and a whole lot more so strap in but Before we do all of that, we need to clean this dirty old garage of ours because it's been a minute. If you're watching us on youtube.com slash carpoolgaming, please like, subscribe, share, hit that bell so you're notified when we go live. And please leave us a comment. It helps us reach even more people so everybody can see Court Lean back. Lean back. See, that's a song reference that people will know. Uh, if, you're, <laughs> if you're listening to us on your podcast service of choice, make sure you subscribe and follow. Leave us with that five stars in the review because, again, it helps us grow and reach even more wonderful people all around the globe. And if you have extra bucks to toss our way, head to patreon.com slash Toss in bucks into the old tip jar and out comes a cornucopia of content for you to consume in your daily adventure life. But without further ado, Court, listen. We've been we've been busy. There's been a whole lot going on. There's been there's been stuff. There have been things, and I need to tell you, I've been playing some games, man. But before I, I go on, yeah,
1: I know you've been playing the bear game. I know.
0: I I want to talk. I want to hear from you first. Are you so, out of right. your funk? How you feeling? How is the gaming journey continuing?
1: It's so I have been still. Uh, I just finished watching Twisted Metal. Uh, nice. I've, I just finished watching the very last episode so that we could talk about it today. So I still mm. have been doing a lot more of um, a visual journey. Uh, I got to watch... T- uh, I went to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the weekend. How was it? Amazing movie. Oh, I need to go. The it's, it, it's kind of funny how I was watching Twisted Metal, and I think that has one of the best soundtracks on a TV show because it's all the music I like. And then I go to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it's all 90s hip-hop, and it's so good. But uh, I have been playing a couple... Of Vidya Games.
0: Ooh, like, so tell me I more. So I have been.
1: I was lucky enough to get the uh, PS5 beta. So I have been uh, the closest bear gamer. Wow. <laughs> Closet, Closet bear, bear gamer. No, I have not been playing. I have. You know what, Jrelish? I have Boulder's Gate Three, and I'm not even going to play it. I have it. I'm not going to play it. Drellis, it that was an a Steam comment. Library. I am not going to play it. Well, what I have been doing is because mm-hmm. I recently mm-hmm. upgraded my PC. I have been playing more Ratchet and Clank on PC. And? It definitely needs the SSD, and it runs a lot better now that I have upgraded my computer. It, it feels like I'm playing it on, the, on my PlayStation 5 now. Um, my daughter is actually playing it now, so she's actually enjoying it. But I've also, because of the PS5 beta, I've been testing out a couple things. One, a new feature that has become my favorite feature of all time. So... They have a feature now that both of us can use one controller. So you can have a parent can be with their kid. Mm -hmm. And my daughter be playing Spider-Man. And when we were playing before, she used to have to pass the controller to me because she didn't like doing any of the boss battles or any of the fights. She just loves swinging around New York and just having some fun. So now what we're able to do is I can literally just
0: take over. No so how does, that, controllers. how does that work? Walk me through it. So your daughter's playing, and is it as mm-hmm. simple as you picking up the second controller and pressing a button, and you're in? Like, how does that yes, process work? Yes, it's as simple
1: as pressing the button, and then you sign in as that same person. So you're able okay. to have two controllers signed in at one person. So you know how it's always, like, if someone's playing and they... They, you have to have a guest sign in or you have to sign in on a different profile. I'm signing into the exact same profile so that when she's playing, I technically could move her anytime I want. But she now can just let the controller stop moving and I can take over. Or if, say, she was playing a racing game or such, we didn't try that out, I can take over and help her out a little bit. But nice. what we did in Spider-Man is she could swing through the world. And then if she was like, hey, can you take over? I was able to take over. Like, she would still try and do some of the fight sequences, but if she was getting the... I could help her out, and if I press a button, it just did it for her. Honestly, it is the best feature to me out of all the features that we got. I didn't turn off the noise on my PlayStation. I don't care about that. I'm sorry. That doesn't end relationships. I get it. Some people, that bothers, but for me, I don't care. The being able to have the controller and being using it at the same time as my kid is absolutely amazing. And it's going to make gaming more fun for me and my daughter to play games because mm-hmm. we're going to be able to actually play together. Um, and then I got to try out the uh, So hold on, streaming. one more question before yeah, you go yeah. on.
0: So, yeah. okay, let's say that you're, you're she's swinging, she lands on a rooftop, she's getting into a fight, she's trying to fight. Is it as instant as like, if you also started tapping, like shooting the webs? Yes. Would it be doing that concurrently?
1: The both controllers do both concurrently, yes. Wow. So she could okay, be moving cool. and I could just press X. Okay, and it would the input would go through. And we had we did try that out because I was asking her to try it out with me. It's phenomenal. It's the best feature, especially for a parent. It's the best thing that they put on the PlayStation 5 in a really long time, and it's something I'm so excited about. I'm like, wow. It it just helps me game with my kid more and it's just awesome. Second Okay. I was testing out the streaming. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of kerfuffle going around about everybody talking about can you stream, can't you stream? So the only game that I was trying out was Horizon Forbidden West. Okay. On 1080p, it runs decent. Okay. Little to no latency. It runs very good. Now, mind you, I'm 1.5 gigabyte download. Um, fiber internet like i have i'm hooked up it's it's very good internet um matt's got the matt's got the same internet coming but Hmm? when i turned it on 4k i did see some stuttering now this is a test period i didn't see it right away i was playing when there was a lot of uh enemies on the screen that's when i noticed it okay other than that i have to say it's a lot better than what previously I was doing, like, if I tried to play old Ratchet games from PlayStation Plus, when originally the service came out, PlayStation Now, PS Now, I believe it was called. I can't remember anymore. I thought that service wasn't bad. And then when they moved it to PlayStation Plus, for some reason it got almost worse. But then in our Discord today, Brian Eck, he put in that article and I was reading it. And I was like, okay, this explains a lot. They actually are using different servers for this test. It doesn't
0: seem that bad. It actually makes me think this tech could work so let me ask you this then because the the stuttering that you did have was it so bad that it hindered the experience or was no. it more just like a minor annoyance a minor annoyance okay it was
1: like playing i would say originally playing cyberpunk on launch was
0: worse really okay yeah so it was so there's more there's some of hope. Like, you know when you do a roll yeah do a barrel like, roll
1: when you're doing a barrel roll, when you're trying to fight, and you've got all the different different monsters coming in on different sides. Or will mm-hmm. dino- I call them dinosaurs. I'm gonna call them that. It's just it is what it is. Um, every now and then, it would stutter. Okay. But, but not, not that bad. really noticeable stutter. But I was looking for it. If that right. makes any sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is all obviously with the caveats that you have fantastic internet. This is still a trial period, but so far so good. Yes. Okay.
1: And nice. then I was testing out the Dolby Atmos. Uh, mm-hmm. because yes, I understand the PlayStation had 3d audio before, but unfortunately it didn't sound the same coming out of my TV. I don't, I'm not a gamer that always wears a headset. Mm-hmm. So when you're playing on a PlayStation, yes, you could wear a headset before and you get the 3d audio, which does sound extremely like Dolby Atmos and that's literally how they did it. But now I'm able to get the Dolby Atmos sound while playing through my sound system, which is super cool. So awesome. I don't have to just wear a headset. I'm able to play it. So for all the updates we've had in a really long time, this is a really cool one.
0: And no issues with licensing or anything when
1: it comes to Dolby Atmos on PlayStation? Because no, I know you because had that word. the way PlayStation had gone through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on Xbox, you have to pay a licensing fee. But on PlayStation, because they're just pretty much um, using the 3D audio and pushing the Dolby Atmos through it, there's
0: no licensing fee. Heck yeah. Okay. Awesome, dude. So, you're so so far, the beta has been impressive. You're on board with a bunch of the features. Uh, you love the beep so much. You're keeping it forever. Uh, but so far, it's so, so good.
1: Me. It just doesn't bother me. Yes. <laughs> for me, the being able to use a controller at the same time as my kid, I think, is just awesome. Okay. Glad to hear it, dude. Plus, if your friends are over, you could
0: do that if they've been drinking in your party, and you're partying. You could take over the controller and drive them crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, this could lead to some really interesting uh, Let's Play scenarios in the future. So let's see what happens there. Uh, As for myself, I finally finished Cold Steel 4. Loved it. That game is incredible. took me about 45 hours playing on the high-speed mode. Um the The last dungeon, especially, was just massive and epic. Finally, seeing like the close to this like over ten year long saga has been really, really cool. Uh, shout out to NIS America. I have Trails of uh, Trails into Reverie waiting for me on the Steam Deck, so I'll be hopping in on that pretty much immediately. I already started and watched the beginning cutscene just because I can't. I can't wait. I and Reverie is basically the epilogue to all this. It adds on, uh, you know, a bunch more story to the to the end of all this. So I'm really excited to continue on there. And, yes, I've been playing Baldur's Gate 3, the bear game. Uh, I've been playing it on deck. Runs pretty well. Uh, I have it locked Ooh, to wow, about. did you
1: just say I've been playing it on deck? I haven't played it on deck.
0: Like you I just it gave it a name. Play it on deck now. That's that's the that's the X handle. It's on deck. So that's what I'm doing. Sure. It's on deck. Okay. All right. Um, and, yes, Kevin, yes, you are playing Sky SC on your lunch break because that's what I appreciate about you. Um, yeah, so I've been playing it on deck, have it capped to about 40 frames per second, uh, on mostly low to medium settings, uh, because I want the battery life alongside. And I have like it's been a pretty stable between 30 to 40, hasn't really dipped under 30. Uh, the game is just it's it's Dungeons and Dragons, like it really, really is more so than I think any game that I've played before. It really captures that experience. Um, it, it takes a lot of learning and it kind of just tosses you in and expects you to figure things out, which I actually appreciate. Um, I'm you know. The 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 party's awesome so far. I completely like just went off on a random adventure. I got to this chapel and there was these two people arguing outside and evidently there was a bunch more people inside that were trying to rob the place and it's this old decrepit thing. So I convinced the two outside that that place is full of monsters. They ran away. Went to the door, couldn't talk my way in. I found like this massive like hanging boulder almost off in the scaffolding and I shot at it and it dropped and made a huge hole in the floor. So I hopped in through there, immediately started a fight with everybody that was inside, fought my way through only later did I find that there was like three more ways in, so like the game really does, you know, you know, let you ca- kind of play the way that like you Dungeons want and to. And Dragons, yeah, exactly. So like, I wonder if I had, you know, went in a different way, if I could have talked my way out of the situation and let them all live instead of brutally murdering all of them. But that's life. Um, and then I found You're like just a skeleton a terrible person.
2: We've out yeah, I mean, already.
0: Yeah. Tell terrible person just just destroy them all. Um, found like a floating skeleton man who became my friend. Um, saved a, a tiefling child from this awful awful woman uh and now i'm trying to decide whether i should help her or or kill her and free the other people i uh what else did i do last night
1: so how close are you to having relations with a bear
0: uh i don't know i'm not i'm not sure yet i i i have to see how far this takes me um especially because like i'm using my own custom character i'm not using one of the and are you going to have a relation with a bear we're going to find out. I have to find out who this bear person is. I don't know who the bear person is yet. Do you want to have relations with a bear? I'm not against it. If the opportunity presents itself and there's connection, <laughs> like, you know, we'll see what happens. I will. I'm not going to close the door. So, uh, you know, so you I would, would be, say I, that you want to have a relationship with a bear. I would say I'm open to it. I think it would be very exciting. Ooh, okay. bear ooh, ooh, I know, like right? a gummy bear. Mm. um so yeah the game's fantastic really enjoying it i'm excited for it to come to play ps5 in a month uh because i think this this game is just it's also so, breaking like ooh, all these records you open that door are I'm you playing starfield day and date or are you playing this on ps5 i'm not going to play it again on ps5 because i'm already playing it on steam deck so for me okay. like i'm not going to pay for it again just a double dip um i'm going to keep playing it on steam deck this month like this month i'm really going to use for baldur's gate 3 and also trails into Reverie. see if stars is around the corner i want to get ready for starfield um but yeah that's, that's kind of uh, on, on my docket. I am excited to keep going with it. But without further ado, because we opened up that door, let's transition into our first new story. Why Baldur's Gate 3 is an accidental PS5 console exclusive. This is coming from Engadget. Uh, Jessica Condit writes, Baldur's Gate 3 is available right now, partially. To be clear, the game itself is complete, but its rollout is fragmented with different release dates for each of its planned platforms. Following a lengthy early access period, the PC version of Baldur's Gate 3 went live today, August 3rd, while the PS5 and Mac versions are due out September 6th. The the game's developer, Larian Studios, has not provided a release date for the Xbox Series X and S editions. This this isn't a wholly unprecedented situation. After all, plenty of games came out at different times on various platforms. uh, But in the case of Baldur's Gate 3, though, something went wrong, specifically with the Xbox version. We have no exclusivity deal that prevents us from launching on Xbox, Larian Studios' director of publishing, Michael Dow said on X in July. The issue is a technical hurdle. We cannot remove the split screen feature because we are ob- obliged to launch with feature parity, and so continue to try to make it work. Uh, Larian is having trouble fitting Baldur's Gate 3 on the Xbox Series S, lower price and lower powered console in Microsoft's ninth generation lineup. Microsoft requires all games to run full feature complete and without changes in quality or mechanics on both a Series X and S. So there we go. The, the article continues on. It has some more interesting stuff there. Uh, there's also going on to say that, you know, Xbox is working with Larian now to try and get it onto Series S as, as soon as possible. But Court, what do you think about PlayStation accidentally landing themselves a timed exclusive? Well, it works out for them, especially with Starfield coming out on the same date
1: when they're going to be coming out on the consoles. But this goes to show us why we're getting Hogwarts Legacy later on. We're getting a game we're going to talk about soon coming to PlayStation 4, but we have Jedi Survivor, that is now coming to PlayStation 4 that wasn't there before because (laughs) the developers are having a hard time making games for these next-gen consoles and still having to deal with smaller specs and making games for lesser of a console, I would say. Because as someone that used to own an Xbox Series S, I had to upgrade because it was actually driving me nuts. Even when you play games like Arkham, for example, it didn't look as good. And it was trying to upgrade itself, and it was trying to do all this upscaling, and it actually was not doing a good job of it, and it was kind of uh, driving me crazy. So I think this is a misstep for Microsoft, and I think if they had to change the way they decide how the games are developed, they might not put in there, it has to be able to be developed for Xbox Series S if you can't make it for X, because We've heard this before, and we've had some people come out and say this isn't true, but now we have another developer. And for me, where there's smoke, there's fire. When this many developers are saying, hey, this is a pain in the butt to have to develop for one, which is making the other one not as good, I think mm-hmm. it isn't good for gamers. We're three years into this console life cycle of these new consoles. It's about time that we move on from the older consoles. Us, us PlayStation gamers, this is probably the perfect time to go out and buy a PlayStation 5. If you don't have one right now, you're able to go out and buy one right now. We have people in the Discord that have just bought them. Look at all the games they can play. And Sony first parties are only going to be PlayStation 5. So for, for me, this is just another example of, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, but Microsoft made this choice before the pandemic. So this is a misstep for Microsoft. And if this game is as good as you're saying and everybody else is saying... This is a big blow for them, regardless whether Starfield is going to be on that console exclusive. It still sucks for Xbox gamers that they'll get this game later on down the road, or maybe
0: they might not get it. It's interesting because, you know, like PlayStation, obviously, like this game is breaking records right now. It's it's unlike that, I think, in the top 10 uh Games, uh, you know, highest concurrence on Steam of all time already. Uh, you know, there's a lot of hype that's been building. And because of all the hype that's leading up to it, it's just exploding in popularity more and more and more. And this is, I would argue, <clears throat> a bit more on the niche side of the spectrum when it comes to RPGs. It's very dialogue heavy. It's, it's a very, very, you know, it's a tough game to get into. But we see the numbers doing it, where there's a lot of people who are now very, very excited for the PS5 launch. This just feels like an unforced error. I appreciate, you know, Xbox backing you know the, the the what's it called the feature parity across x and s because then you know you, you do get into situations where the s would just be the worst version of the games compared to what you have on the x um but you're right in that because of this and like even jedi survivor coming to ps4 i think is absolutely ridiculous that game barely runs on current gen hardware and now you're going to try and bring it over to old gen it's like 100%. there's there's so much here that's going on that i just feel like this gen is so weird of having one foot in old <clears throat> excuse me and one foot in the new And there's just no real way to remedy that, especially now because of the S, because of stuff like the Switch, because of the, you know, even with the rumored Switch 2 bringing stuff up to what would be, you know, such, I'm guessing around PS4 strength, we have this, like, foot-in-two camp scenario that's just been very present in this uh, generation that I don't feel was as prevalent in previous generations. So, I think... PlayStation, especially in a year where they haven't had as many first-party exclusives, they haven't had ad as many you know, exclusives on the console as a whole, this is just an accidental win, especially when it's competing up against Starfield. I genuinely do think some people will pick Baldur's Gate now on the PS5 or over uh, Starfield on the Xbox if they 100%. don't have Game Pass. Game Pass is an easy lock. So yeah. I think my biggest question is, will it come at all? You know, when will it come? And on top of the fact that because of what's going on now, will you know? Will they possibly pony up the money to even put this on Game Pass day and date with Baldur's Gate Three when it eventually, hopefully, makes its way to console? Because obviously, we want all you know gamers to enjoy their games wherever they want them to play, wherever they're they're able to play, and wherever they are. So I think this opens up some interesting questions, um, and I, I guess we'll have to see what happens. But I got like folks, if this wasn't on your radar yet, go check it out. It's fantastic, and I have no doubt that it's going to be awesome on PS Five. Uh, let's roll on to our next story because speaking of old games, Red Dead Redemption is coming to PS4 and switch next week. This is coming from BGC written by Chris Scullion. Uh, Red Dead Redemption will be coming to PS4 and, PS- and switch next week. It's been revealed. A new trailer posted on the Rockstar website says the port will be released on August 17th. It will cost $49.99 USD and it will include the undead nightmare DLC. A physical edition will be released on October 13th. Court. There's been so many rumors. There's been so much misplaced hype about this game having a full remake, a from the ground up remake uh, to, you know, a completely remastered, you know, edition. And all we're getting is a PS4 and Switch port. Where are you at on this?
1: I don't know why we need this. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people that only game on Switch. So you know what? They're going to play this game. But for those people on the PS, like, who is this game for? Like, I I don't understand... As someone that really liked this game on the PlayStation 3, who is going to go out and buy this and play this on their PS5 on PlayStation? I just, I don't understand what Rockstar is doing. They've come out, um, Zelnik's come out many times and said that they are not going to do stuff like this. And then, boom, they go out and do this. They already did that terrible GTA um, port that they did. What's Mm -hmm. to say this port's going to be any good? I have zero faith in this game playing well or looking any
0: good well especially because like they went on record a couple years ago talking about how you know their their ports are different they're not just ports they made they put effort into their remasters and into their remakes and what we're getting is the direct opposite that of that again Uh, i'm gonna bring in nagachaka here who has a question about this who says will you two be buying red dead redemption for the ps4 on day one at full price or will you be waiting for a sale or not buying it at all I personally will be waiting for a major discount before I buy it as I'm quite disappointed in what the PS4 version offers for the day one price, especially when you compare it to the Xbox for Xbox versions through backwards compatibility. Kurt, where are you at? Yeah, I wouldn't
1: even attempt. I'm not I don't care. I'm not buying it unless it's an actual like remake. I'm not playing this game. I'm not buying this game unless it's on PlayStation Plus. It ain't going to
0: happen. I'm with you entirely. This is like, this has gone from, oh, I'm curious to absolutely not. Uh, The price point is ridiculous. The fact that like Nintendo, uh, you know, charged the same amount for a, from the ground up remake of Metroid prime. Um, You know, there I can understand for a simple port, and again, on Switch, you have that, you know, ever-present Switch, Switch tax, so it doesn't really surprise me that it would be full price there. But for it to come to PS4 at full price is ridiculous, especially when the Xbox versions are so good. Wasn't it like HD uh, 4K60? Yeah,
1: for one thing I'll say about backwards compat on the Xbox Series X, like I said, I was complaining about Arkham before. You can go out there and play Xbox 360
0: games, and they look great on the console. So that's what I mean. Like, like who is this for? This seems like such a lazy cash grab. This yep. feels to me like, oh, GTA six was supposed to be earlier than it is, and now they're just putting out something to kind of bump their sales number up ahead of next year. Um, like this this just feels greedy. I don't know it, it, it like I don't like it. I don't like it whatsoever. Oh, but I'll uh, I'll I'll put it I'll put it something out. GTA
1: six will be there'll be a PS4 copy for that. Like that'll come out on ps 5 I sincerely hope not, dude. I since this is Rockstar. There is no way they're not gonna because if they're if if the rumors are all true and it's pretty much all said in their um uh, their shareholders meeting, they said they have a big game yep. coming next year that's gonna make millions upon millions of dollars. And I think we can all connect the dots mm-hmm. without trying to figure out what said game is. But if you look at the base, if companies like EA are making a Jedi Fallen Order i saw jedi survivor ps4 copy and wb made a ps4 copy for hogwarts legacy i have a funny feeling there will be and i'm not saying it could be day and date it could be after but i think you're going to get a gta 6 ps5 copy there will be a ps4 copy because those consoles there's obviously a market for it and maybe they're testing it with red dead right now if they sell a whole bunch yeah you're getting a gta 6 on the ps4
0: I really hope not because I think what that game kind of needs to be given it's the first GTA in over a decade. Um I think it's going to be severely severely held back by old gen consoles uh, by old gen hardware, but
1: everything seems to be being held back by old gen consoles. We look at Horizon, Burning Shores DLC, played and looked amazing compared to even a game that did look amazing on the PS5, but it looked even better when it was PS5 yeah. only.
0: Yeah, I don't know, dude. I think this, this this story sucks. I don't I don't like it. Like it just feels like a Really crappy cash grab, um, but let us know in the comments. Or are we off base here? Are you going to be picking it up day one, uh, especially at a time, dude, where there's so many incredible games that just came out or are on the horizon? There's no, there's no space for this for me. Like yeah, there's, there's gross. not a chance. It's yeah. Uh Let's keep the news train a rolling. Coming from the homie Steve Vegvari over. On Mobile Syrup, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 confirmed November 10th release hey, date. we know that guy. Date. We know that guy. It's like he's been on the show or something before. Um, Activision has officially confirmed the release date of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. This year's installment of the annualized first-person shooter aims to retain its traditional fall release schedule. In a teaser video, we see Modern Warfare's staple green aesthetic shift into a vibrant red, though the clip is rather short, featuring glimpses of Captain Price and villain Makarov. The video then ends with the confirmation that Modern Warfare 3 is launching on November 10th. A description under the teaser reads, The ultimate threat awaits.
1: That is such a good monster truck voice. Thanks, man. What do you think? I think... I want to play the campaign, but I'm not a multiplayer guy for Call of Duty. But their campaigns have been great year after year. So I usually wait for Call of Duty to go on sale. And then I buy it because I'm playing their seven-hour campaign. That's what I play Call of Duty for. But I'm excited. It's Call of Duty games are good. Like, they're not bad. You know you're getting a quality game. Even when people complain about them, I'll end up playing them. And I'm just like, like Vanguard, for instance. They played the campaign.
0: I'm like, why was everybody angry about this game?
1: Mm-hmm. I don't get it.
0: Yeah, this doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, I'm not a big Call it of Duty sense. guy. Like that makes. Sense. I, I've w- I've always been more into Battlefield. Um, so for me, Call of Duty is just I don't know. It's not. It's never really been my thing. I'm not usually one to go play the campaigns or anything. Um, uh, but I'm yeah. excited for people who are excited. But like with Persona Five Tactica coming out in November and all this other stuff coming around around that time, I'm not gonna have time for Call of Duty, dude. There's gonna be Persona to play, you know. Yeah, because we've got Spider Man and Assassin's Creed in October. And- oh, dude, we we have. A,
1: there's a whole giant yeah, list it's, of stuff it's, it's a crazy list of games that are coming out but spider-man for me the the next two games are spider-man and assassin's creed and those both come out in october and then i'm just you know mm-hmm. i'm mm-hmm. hoping that i can finish assassin's creed just in time for spider-man and then i'm i'm good
0: you know you're good and i mean there's gonna be super mario there um for um, me like well, could... mario i'm gonna get
1: super mario wonder that's yep. that's definitely gonna be purchased but that's you know that's my daughter's game and i can play that after spider-man after After spider-man after spider-man 100
0: uh yeah let us know the comments are you stoked for modern warfare 3 um and you know i I, i've got nothing more to say about it so let's (laughs) get you're like (laughs) i don't care it's like me talking about it at jrpg i don't care yeah you don't care uh coming from push square written by kale adam ps5's pro controller the dual sense edge is the best selling accessory in the ua u.s wow what was that u.s uh, the DualSense Edge, PlayStation's answer to the Xbox Elite Controller and Nintendo's Pro, is the best-selling accessory in the U.S. for the month of June. In fact, the top four spots have all been claimed by different DualSense configurations, according to noted industry analyst and entertainment software expert Matt Piscatella of the NPD Group. This, admittedly, comes as something of a surprise. According to our own polling, the PlayStation faithful didn't seem especially enthused by the premium piece of tech, with common complaints cited as being the device's relatively limited battery life and hefty price tag. And at, in fact, out of sixteen three hundred 16, 33 core gamers invested enough to vote on an enthusiast PlayStation site like Push Square, an overwhelming 64% purported to have no interest in the DualSense Edge whatsoever. Court, you have one. I have one. Does this surprise you? What always
1: surprises me about things such as this, and especially the news is when they talked about like, you know, it seemed that, you know, the gamers didn't like it. But what we have to get out of our head is that zeitgeist that we live in on social media is mm-hmm. a drop in the bucket to the amount of people that have probably bought this to play Call of Duty or anything like that. And like us, we use it, and it's the only controller I pretty much use. So to say I don't like it, and for me, battery life doesn't matter. I am not. I don't play games for over four hours, and I can always just put it on the charger. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the things that we like to complain about because we pick little things are as big of a deal to the masses as we think they are so when i think the price tag is probably the only thing to do with this controller that is the biggest hurdle because once mm-hmm. you get the controller and use the controller it is better it is better than a regular dual sense so if you're able to get it like yourself you you were able to get a good deal on it thanks to places yep. to canada i was able to get get one myself it is. It's the best controller
0: I use on the PlayStation. It is. It's. it's fantastic. And Dual Sense is already a, a fantastic controller, and the edge. The edge has really grown on me over the course of the last month or so that I've been using it. Um, it's just you know. It is expensive and like you know at 300 Canadian dollars it is it is very very pricey. But I think you're right. There is something about you know the folks that walk into your you know your big stores, your Best Buys, your your GameStops and they see this controller, they see the $300 price tag and they might think, "Wow, that must be a premium great controller." I haven't seen or heard much about it because again, outside of our echo chamber, this thing is obviously selling. I think I am surprised that it is selling that well. Um mm-hmm. which Same. You know, I was which, shocked at these numbers. Yeah, which is great because I hope that means that PlayStation will continue to play around in the accessory space. So can we just uh, get a Design Lab PlayStation? Geez, if you're listening, seriously, dude. Yeah.
1: Look, look, look into my eyes, PlayStation. Look, look, into, his eyes. Eyes. look into his eyes. Look into his eyes, please. Please, 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 and it doesn't have to be for the Edge. Can we please get a Design Lab for two things? Two things. Three. three things. I want three. Oh, you're gonna add a third. Oh, this is mm. this is spicy. I want for the Dual DualSense. I want a Design Lab so I can mm. pick colors, do whatever I want. And for the plates,
0: please yep. give us a design lab, people. Please, Sony, please give us a design lab. I'm even throwing in the edge because I think at that point, if you're paying that much for the controller and it costs you an extra 30 or 40 bucks to get your customized Persona Spider-Man Horizon controller. They have detachable like, the plates on this. It's, it's asking know. me to do whatever I want with it. It's just asking send you to it, do- just
1: Send it to me. Or even send us all the stickers. I saw it, I've seen it on uh, Etsy a bunch of times. to mm-hmm. get the sticker to make the logo, the, yep. the old play. I, oh, I'm, I know. I think I'm gonna pull the trigger, man.
0: I think Dude, I'm going pull the trigger. I've been staring at the same thing for the PS5 console itself, because you can get that little insert sticker that you can put in. Yeah, and you yeah. can have the old PlayStation logo. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. PlayStation, just give us Design Lab, please! Yeah, please. Um, But yeah, I, I think this is cool. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious to see, especially how these numbers will continue. Once this thing starts to go on sale more regularly, because I think that's when we'll see a pretty decent spike. Uh, Continuing on, we have our PlayStation Plus games for the month of August. Uh, Coming out this month, we are getting on XRM Premium, Sea of Stars, which is day and date uh, at the end of the month. We're getting Moving Out 2, which is also day and date, coming to PS4 and PS5. We're getting Destiny 2 The Witch Queen on PS4 and PS5. Lost Judgment on both consoles, Destroy All Humans 2 on both, Two Point Hospital Jumbo Edition on PS4, Source of Madness across both, Cursed to Golf across both, Dreams on PS4, PJ Masks Heroes of the Night across both, Hotel Transylvania Scary Tale Adventures across both, Lawn Mowing Simulator Landmark Edition across both, Spell Force 3 Reforced coming on to, uh, to PS4, Midnight Fight Ex- Express on PS4, and our PlayStation Premium classics are in Medieval Resurrection, Ape Escape on the Loose, and Pursuit Force Extreme Justice. I think this is a great month, dude. I think this is the strongest month we've seen in quite a while. Uh, I'm stoked on Curse to Golf. It's a game Same. I've been excited to play for a while. Darth Sidious um,
1: keeps talking about it in the in the, the Discord, telling me how yeah, good it is, and I can't I've been, play this game.
0: I've been staring at it. Lost Judgment is incredible for any, uh, you know, RGG fans. We'll move on. Yep. Uh, Destiny 2 The Witch Queen, I've been curious. I don't know if this Same, is gonna be enough to Same, which annoys me back.
1: because I bought it when everything was on sale because I keep mm. telling you the game I'm going to go try out as my... Always going to game to keep playing. Is I'm gonna try and get into Destiny, mm-hmm. and that was I'm on vacation next week, so I won't be here. And when I get back, as I said to you, Matt, I'm gonna try start playing Destiny and see if I can get into it because it seems like a game. Now, Moving Out too,
0: I've never even played one, but people say this game is fun. It's great. uh If you like Overcooked, you'll like Moving Out. I I don't think I it's do as, like Overcooked. I don't think it's as stressful. It's it's sillier than Overcooked. But there's just something about, like, working, like, Senna and I used to play it all the time together. So I can play this with my kiddo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's yeah. just, like, you literally both grab the end of a couch and then you're trying to throw it over a pool to get it instead of going through the house and going around the turns and corners and stuff. It's just silly, like, grabbing a TV and pelting it out the window of, like, of a second-story building trying to land it into the truck. Like, it's, it's just, it's a ton of fun. Um, and I don't know I'm... if you can see that, but that's a
1: hoverboard with wheels on it. The hoverboard from Back to the Future 2 is in that picture. I'm just saying I can see it right now. If you look at that couch, that is the hoverboard. The exact same that, that, way the hoverboard
0: looks. That's a skateboard, looks. dude. Now,
1: I know, but that's a Google skateboard. the hoverboard from Back to the Future, and it's the pink with the... It looks exactly like that.
0: Yeah, like, this This is a great get. Uh, it's a game that I was excited about. That wasn't... Like, it's not a day one purchase for me, but I will definitely be playing it day one on PlayStation Plus. And, and Destroy All to- Humans 2 is a game I wanted to get into. Before you talk about Sea of Stars, I know you want it. But this hmm. game, to me, is
1: just like a, hey, go in, have some fun for a couple hours. If I don't like it, I don't. But yep. the thing I like about this lineup is, because you're going to talk about, there is something for everyone here. Because Dreams, yep. I still haven't tried it, but we have games for kids. We have games for families. We have mm-hmm. games for people. that Like, there is a game for everybody here. And they're doing a very good job. And this is something you and I have been saying for a while. Xbox did such a good job at this last year with Xbox Game Pass. PlayStation mm-hmm. Plus has
0: been doing a good job. And I would say silently for the last couple months. I think this is their strongest strongest month in a while. Uh, Like you said, like Sea of Stars and Moving Out Two, we're getting two great great games. uh, You know, coming day and date to the service, which is exactly what we've been asking for. Uh, I was stoked when we found out that Sea of Stars was coming day and date because it was coming to Game Pass, and for us to now get Moving Out Two is just a cherry on top of the ice cream sundae. So for me, and we
1: also got I got Tiger. I got I call it Tiger Woods Golf. I got two K PGA two K twenty three. The game's great. Yep. Like, there are some games that even come to... Because we keep forgetting the games that come to PlayStation Plus and the games that come to the... They're two separate things. We're getting Mm -hmm. all these great titles. And even us as detractors for a while about the service and about the three tiers, they're giving me value over and over again. And they've been doing it consistently for a couple months. So I have to give them credit that at the end of the year, I think we can do a whole... We'll do a whole you know, PlayStation Plus versus Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And I think
0: that we're PlayStation Plus, it could come out on top. I think it's it's making the right headway. I think if we continue to see these, uh, you know, these games coming day and date, if we're getting more of this on the service, I still think Extra is the place to be. Uh, we haven't even talked about the premium stuff because again, it like it's fine. Um, but like for me, like Extra is really, really strong. Medieval
1: is actually a very good
0: game. Never played it, but like- It's actually I, fun. And yeah, this is like the this is like the remastered ones, which is which is good. Um, nope. But yeah, I think I think this is a great month. I think this is a, this is a really strong month, and I'm excited to try, uh, to try out a whole bunch of these games. So just more to the backlog, my dude. There isn't enough yeah, time. my, to play my all only these thing games. with
1: it, if I can give one criticism to PlayStation Plus, is games like Spider Man should have never never left the service. If it's a first party game, it should never leave the service. It yeah, should I don't, always be on the
0: service. Yeah, I, th- I think we're right. I think we'll see it next month. <laughs> I think September is going to be like here, play your PlayStation Spider Man remastered watch like i had no doubt in my mind yeah it makes sense uh our final story that we're going to talk about before we get into one of your wonderful questions is one that lit the internet on fire and isn't really a story but uh ryan mccaffrey sent out a tweet uh over uh you know from ign Uh, saying, I massively regret the $597 including tax that I spent on the PSVR 2. I love great VR game experiences, and I was so excited that Sony was doubling down with the truly powerful second-gen headset, but they burned me. There are no games. It already feels dead. Look at that layer of dust. Court, this has been, you know, a lot of people have been talking about this online. People in the Discord have been talking about this, and we need to weigh in here. Is PSVR 2 dead? One, how,
1: regardless of whether you're using the thing or not, Do you let your room get that dusty? What is wrong with you? You, (laughs) Like, seriously, Ryan McCaffrey, clean your room. What are you you, for? Just clean your room. Wherever this is, dust it off. Whether you're (laughs) using it or not, I think this is all based on the person. I personally use mine. Matt and I, for -hmm. a while there, we've been playing uh, a game where, in fact, the developer will be coming up after this episode because we've talked to him uh, for Walkabout Golf. Uh, Mini golf. I love that game. It's one of the mm-hmm. most fun games I've played this year. I yep. still like it. I have more f- fond memories of playing that with you than most games that I played this year. I still t- still play Beat Saber. Uh, I thought Horizon Call of the Mountain was one of the best games that I played this year. It's yep. in my top for game of the year. I know it's not going to be my game of the year, but when I've got to give my list, that game was amazing. I think it's all personal perception. Do I feel that I have wasted my money? No. But I could see how someone else, even though there have been videos of Ryan McAfee uh, praising Gran Turismo and how great it is in VR, I think we can almost say this about any tech. Do I want PlayStation to bring out you know, more first-party games? Sure, but they haven't really brought out a lot of first-party games for the PlayStation 5 either. And the indie games that we've been playing on the PSVR 2 they've been phenomenal like one of your favorite games is
0: synapse dude one synapse is one of my games of the year for sure like i think i listen i understand where he's coming from if there's not a lot there for yep. you i completely get that there are games coming out this month there have been games hitting the month uh, heading the, the the store every single month for for this for this hardware we're not even six months in if if we or maybe we just crossed six months it is early days for this um i i think that if you had watched what Sony did with PSVR, I don't think this should come as a surprise. The, you know, the, the 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 rollout was slow. It took time, and especially like you've been mentioning with everything that's been going on in the industry for the last couple of years, I don't think it's I don't think you can be surprised if you're having buyer's remorse because you decided to hop in on day one. I, I like I'm sorry that sucks, but that also shouldn't be a massive surprise. I'm hoping I'm hoping that. This will be proven wrong over the course of the next couple of years because, yes, there isn't a lot that we've seen from PlayStation proper. There isn't a lot of first-party stuff that we've seen. Is that a cause for concern as of yet? I don't think so. I don't think that this is a dead system by any stretch of the imagination. I think the tech here is fantastic, and I think there will always be naysayers. It's just that, like, again, ha- have you played Synapse? Have you hopped into Walkabout? There's so much great stuff here that I, you I just think have it's to, a little— you, If you're looking for
1: bad, you're going to find bad. Another yep. Fisherman's Tale was one of my favorite games that I played this year. There's, I have more favorite games that I played this year on my PSVR two than I have on my PlayStation Five. But that's also because I use it. Mm-hmm. So for Ryan McCaffrey, who hosts an Xbox podcast and a Tesla podcast, maybe he just doesn't have time because he definitely
0: doesn't have time to clean his house. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this is just. I understand where he's coming from and I can understand why people would feel this way, but I do think that it's a little disingenuous to say that it has nothing and that this, this place that, you know, that there's nothing coming. Uh, I I do think that there is not, there's a reason to be worried as of yet, but I think if you are planning on buying one, maybe wait a little bit, see what else Sony's going to bring out and see what else it has to offer. If you're looking at this list of games that are are currently there, there's more than like, almost like there's over a hundred stuff. There's even more coming. Um, Do your research. Don't just hop in, you know, Will all willy nilly and then complain a few months later that you wasted six hundred dollars? You, you know, enjoy the tech, enjoy it for what it is. Um, but you know, hey, without this further is the ado. same guy that like loved his Xbox One. So Ryan McCaffrey,
1: I Listen, respect your opinion, but come on. Yeah,
0: yeah, to each their own. If he's enjoying it, that's totally, totally fine. But again, hey, my biggest issue is he hasn't cleaned it. Like seriously, respect <laughs> things. Yeah. Um, coming on to our, we have uh, we have some questions obviously from the community here waiting for us. If you want your question read on the show, head over to the Discord, which is free to join and toss your question in there. Or every week we'll have an X post go on asking for questions. Hop on there and ask them as well, or leave them in the comments. We'll, we check that too, uh, just like Black Wyver did. Who said question for the show? With the Immortals Phoenix sequel being cancelled, since Ubisoft are focusing on Assassin's Creed code name Red. Are there any other games that come to mind where you had hoped that a sequel was developed? I wish they had made a sequel to The Order order 1886, albeit the game had its flaws, but such a great story. Court, any games that you wish got a sequel that didn't?
1: I, I think I'm going to say the same answer every single time. I really wish I could get some more Infamous. Just give me another cult. Figure it out. I know. I don't want to give away what happened in the second Infamous, but figure it out. Somehow do a prequel. Do something. Give me more in the Infamous world. And after watching the Digital Foundry video about the Order 1886, I'm tempted to re-download it. I don't know if anybody knows. There's been a patch for this game, and you can play it at 60 frames per second. And the game runs smooth, runs beautifully. I'm like two trophies away from getting the Platinum, and I know the game is like two seconds to play. So I'm debating whether or not to restart that game and Platinum it. So for me, there's Infamous is number one.
0: Yeah, I, I think for me, infamous is obviously up there. Uh, I'd really love a new Sleeping Dogs. That game was fantastic, Ooh, such uh, and a for good game and for and for a game that never got a sequel, I think it really deserved it. I think everything that they that 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 game did did it well. Obviously, a few missteps here and there, but it was the first time out the gate. I think it deserved another opportunity. What to missteps? be awesome. I thought that game was awesome. Like from start, I to can't finish. remember anymore, but I do remember. I think the pacing was a little off. I think it, I think I remember. Oh, when a you go to the things, houseboat. I think there's a, yeah, yeah, okay. there a couple things that again, like they could have just taken everything that it was and made it even better. So I think it sucks that we never got one. I'm genuinely upset we're not getting a new Immortals. Um I love Phoenix Rising. I thought it was a ton of fun. I thought it was just it was a great, great game. Um that I think from what I heard, the DLC had some major missteps. But I think that team deserved another opportunity to come out and and really make immortals a fantastic. It was series. better than
1: what it copied. I'm gonna say it. It is true. It was better than what it copied. It was. A it better was really game good, dude. It was really, that really system good. System seller on the Nintendo Switch. I'm not
0: gonna say the name because everybody all freak out. Cooking Mama, but it was better. It was yeah, better. it is better than Cooking Mama. Um, but yeah, I think I think that game uh, really deserved another opportunity. Uh, Infamous is, of course, as always. I really want to do Jack and Daxter. Uh, I really liked Jack Two and Three, um, and I, I would really love to see that series come back. Yeah, we're I think never it's a getting ton of- that. Yeah, I know we're not, but I I want it. I think it'd be awesome. And obviously uh I want a Mega Man Battle Network 7. I, want I am still guy.
1: waiting for a sequel to The Last of Us, but one day we'll get it.
0: Uh to The Last of Us 2, I know the better game. I understand. Uh Drellish asks, "Hey Court, what are some of the quality of life improvements that we can expect with the new system update comes to us on PS5? What in your opinion still remains on the wish list?" So we talked about you know, the good stuff. But what is on your wish list themes, still themes, to come?
1: Themes, 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 themes. themes All I themes, want is themes. 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 I, it just gets to a point. I want to customize. Like we talked about this. We want Design Lab. I want to be able to customize my PlayStation uh, 5. It's the first console. Like the PlayStation 3 and 4, I used to love. I was that guy who bought that $1.99 theme and changed it up and like changed icons.
0: Like I want that. So let me get the straight court. Would you say that you're one that uh, enjoys customization and the freedom to be able to do stuff? Yes. So then, what's the what, why are you on an iPhone? Which is the most limited thing that you could possibly oh, have? An Android even, dude, is incredibly better. We're not getting anyways, into that. There's so much customization. Moving on. Wow. Wow. But no, I agree with you. I think themes and, and the customization on the PS5 is my major one too. Um, I don't. I don't really know. Like a full Discord integration is also would also be cool. Like I hope that's something that we get. You know, being able to stream doing a whole Well, bunch yeah, of stuff. because
1: Xbox now has it, we can be able to stream it's to getting Discord. It. That would yeah, be so
0: goal. I would like to see full uh, Discord integration. Does it uh, Sony that,
1: own Discord? How is know. this
0: possible? I don't know. Um, but I, I, that's kind of you know the stuff that I would want. But yeah, I think the major thing is the themes. Give me like like you know we had a question I think from Brian Eck a few like a little while ago. Uh, like why can't we buy new avatars and stuff on PS5 anymore? Like why is that stuff all locked to the PS4? Just let me express myself through my profile. Like just express let me do it. Express
1: yourself. Express yourself.
0: You cannot... uh, Edward Varnell asks uh who comes from at that retro code if one sony team were allowed to go to a ted talk who would you choose and if the speakers were ig onuma cliffy b or amy hennig which tiktok would you want them uh which tiktok wow which ted talk would you want them to go on and what would be the topic so first part of the question is who would you want there who would you want there yep shuhei who she shuhei man he's the best like honestly
1: If everything that I think about PlayStation as being fun, it's the first face I always see because Adam's gone, right? Like that video of them, like, this is how we trade games, is Mm -hmm. still one of the most iconic PlayStation videos I've ever seen. It had none, there was no video game footage. It was just two guys having fun behind stage at E3. Yeah. I love that stuff.
0: I think Shuhei would be really, really awesome, especially because, you know, we saw a lot of indie investment and a lot of indie backing during his time when he was uh, in a different role than he is now. Um, And I'd love to hear him talk about the value of indie to things like PlayStation. Uh, I think getting the folks from Insomniac as well, like Brian Interhar would be really awesome. Speaking to stuff like... Or Corey Barlog. Yeah, like how, well, Corey Barlock would be cool as well, but I think Insomniac is at a really interesting place in the PlayStation catalog right now with, like, they're holding the PlayStation 5 up, like, it's them, it is it is entirely them that are keeping that thing afloat, uh, like, to be able to pump out as many games as they had, as many quality games as they have, and at the speed at which they've been doing it without compromising on the integrity and the well-being of their employees, I think it would, you know, basically talking about, like, the Insomniac way, I think would be a really cool way just to, you know, to shed some light on how they're doing it, because I think it genuinely a lot of video game developers and publishers could learn from the way that they're handling stuff so i think brian into uh amy headache i think is also a great shout out ed um i think getting her to talk about you know her time in the industry and everything that she's done would be fascinating
1: i would love to hear her struggle story because she is now was ahead of a star wars game that we never got to see that it turns out they ended up should have made. And I would love to hear not just
0: the story of what happened, but how she overcome it to, to do other things after the fact. So how she got through that. A hundred percent. I think that would be really, really cool. Uh, and our final question comes from Mr. Midas at Mr. Midas games who asks what PlayStation remake announcement would you love to hear? You Where can't did say this a question
1: even come from. I didn't see it anywhere. I didn't even know Midas, you know, Long the time. man that won't come on a show with me and only comes when I'm not here.
0: Yeah. He has taste. Um, you can't say infamous. What remake announcement would you love to hear? Bioshock.
1: It's, it, I know it's not a PlayStation Play- first party, but... Oh, it has to be a PlayStation first party? That's what, what the question was, Cor, But I mean, if you All want to right, just well, ignore well, what the question I was, that was asked. I was rudely interrupting yeah, you while you were asking the question and tell me yeah, what Midas fine. said yeah, because whatever. Midas doesn't like coming on the show with me. I, um, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I would love Killzone. I really? like the series um because i'll say i always say infamous it's Mm -hmm. not gonna be a platformer because i think nintendo already does them better i think Mm -hmm. sony has done in the past with resistance and killzone they did good shooters they just let it go i think if they could do a better story killzone Shadowfall was very good gameplay but the story wasn't good i want a that gameplay with good story in a killzone
0: yeah, I think for me, it's Resistance. It's a series that I just missed out on when it was happening. I never played mm-hmm. it. Um, and for me, I, I, I'd love to you know play a from-the-ground-up version of that game. I think it'd be really, really cool. Um, so I, I'd like to see Resistance. I think, yeah, obviously Infamous is always our go-to answer. Uh, but I think Resistance would be really cool. But that, my friend, brings us to the end of this week's The PlayStation Drive. But before we go, Court... We have something that we're going to be tacking on. So audio listeners, you're getting a little treat right now. Okay. To the end of the end of this episode coming up right after this, uh, we're going to have a uh, interview that Court and Seth did with who? The creator, Lucas Martel, the creator of Walkabout
1: Mini, Mini Golf for PlayStation VR 2. I have a hard time saying that for some reason because it's, it's I don't know why. It's like a brain buster for me. It was a, we are so glad to have had him on the show he was phenomenal to talk to he had a lot of insights into the world of vr and in the world of development it was it was an honor just even talking to him um so you guys are in for a treat it it's like i said it it's been one of my favorite games that i've played this year and it's the most i've had fun laughing you know playing with matt than i've i've played in a video game in a long time so
0: Exactly, and if you're watching this live right now, um, the audio version is going to go up tomorrow um, with, with, again, the full show edited together alongside a video version that will be a separate interview here on the channel as well, so make sure you come check that out here as well because, Court, thanks to the wonderful developers at Mighty Coconut, we also have it, some copies of the game to give away. Yes, you tell me a little so bit more? we have two codes um, with the DLC,
1: so all you have to do to get your chance to even get a get a code of this, one, come to our Discord, And there's going to be a way to get it through our Discord. And that's just going to be by commenting on the video. But we're going to do something on our socials. So on on X or Twitter, whatever the heck you want to call it. It's 100% Twitter. I'm not going to change the name. All you have to do is like and retweet it. As long as you are following us on Twitter, you will be entered in a chance to win a copy of Walkabout Mini Golf. So I'm telling you right now, it is the best game on PlayStation VR
0: 2 by far exactly so if you want to call a chance to win a copy of walkabout mini golf vr just do one of those things nice and easy for you make sure you come check it out uh and court you're also gonna be gone next week i you're am not gonna be around my who's gonna be here who's gonna be here mr midas is returning to the show to come hang out with me next week the show the show will be back at its original schedule time at 1 p.m on monday mr midas will be here he was on uh what's it called he was on Kind of Funny Games Daily. He, he was, was on, on po- Podcast, Podcast Beyond. Beyond. So make sure you go check both of those out if you haven't. Support a fantastic creator and an incredible friend. He'll be back with me on Monday to rock once again. But, Court, obviously, before we go, where can people see and hear more from you? You can find me on Twitter, at Court Lalonde, or you can find me on threads, at Court Lalonde.
1: Actually, you know what? I am not on there. No. I'm not on any other. I'm just on Twitter at Court Lalonde, or you can honestly find me in the Discord and the Carpool Discord. Check out the links below. Join, come join in the fun and the conversation. You know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. have a lot of fun in that Discord, so come there. Or you can find me
0: on Wednesdays at 8 p.m.
1: on Three Dads in a Console live on YouTube.
0: Yeah, and you can also find me over on X at Matt underscore SilverSoul, and of course here each and every week on the PlayStation Drive. Also, oh, also here
1: next week. Yeah, you can also find myself and Matt next not is it is it next weekend Yeah, it's nope next the following weekend the end of the month yeah end of the month yeah it's not next weekend coming up like not this weekend then next weekend the following weekend after that matt and i will be at fan expo we'll be there all day on the friday come come find us you know drop us a line on x or discord and we'll figure out a way to meet up with
0: you yeah, exactly. Come hang out with us at Fan Expo on the Friday. But obviously, before we go, we have to thank our wonderful patrons. We want to shout out Miles of Amanda for officially joining the exclusive tier and welcoming in P, P-, P-, P- J- E P I apologize if I'm pronouncing your name. P-E-J-E-E-P J- right. e- at the gold member tier. And of course, we also have to thank all of our wonderful ultimate producers, Robbie Bobby Miller, who you can find at twitch.tv slash Robbie Bobby Miller. Tony Baker, who you can find at youtube.com slash Four pixels. Jonathan Brown, who you can find his link tree at PME.jib. Lee Navarro, who is the fearless leader fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. You can find him at PhoenixOverdrive.com. And of course, Trucker Sloth. Our platinum producer is RJ Kern. And our gold members, Adam K, Anna, Awesome Dave 1337. Bowza, Cecily Coroza, Dano, Drellish, Emily O'Kelly, Hopple, John 32, Jonas Young, Jose Jimenez, Marcus O'Neill, Marcus McCracken, PE P.J. E.P., Shy Guy and Tim Alth. We all obviously love and, support you know, huge shout out to all of the patrons, but we have to shout those wonderful folks out. Folks, we'll be back next week with Mr. Midas, and Court will be back in a couple of weeks. We love you all very, very much. We'll see you soon. Peace. Jokes on peace. Here comes the Walkabout Mini Golf VR interview. Check it out. Welcome to the PlayStation Drive. We
1: got uh, Lucas Martel, the creator of Walkabout uh, Mini Golf on PSVR 2. Uh, m- one of my favorite games, By far. Um, So, Lucas, I'd love you to just to tell everybody how you got into this VR space.
3: Oh, yeah. So I'll try to do the the short-ish version. So I actually come from the animation world. Um, So I have done a bunch of projects, probably the one I'm best known for. I made a short film called Pigeon Impossible. Um took like five years. I kind of used it back in, it came out 2009 and it was a way to sort of teach myself how to do animation. That ended up getting picked up by Fox and was made into Spies in Disguise with Will Smith and Tom Holland. Oh The one where Will Smith turns into a pigeon. So yeah, yeah. No, yeah. you I, have yeah. a, we were chatting before you started recording, yeah, you have a seven-year-old probably right in that age yeah, range. Yeah, we, right def-
1: so. we have definitely watched it, yes.
3: Yeah, so yeah, so that was based off of a short film that I did um, and then I had, kind of been playing around. I'd like to, you know, projects like that are super fun, but they're also just so many people and there's so much involved. And I kind of got into games and VR specifically because it was an excuse for me to kind of keep my hands on the keyboard because I still like writing code. And I like actually doing some of the hands-on design. And I haven't gotten to do that as I've moved into more of like an animation director role. So uh, it was kind of just a little side project that I had for a while. Then during the pandemic, things really kind of shut down. And it's like, okay, I've got some time. I'm going to figure this out. Um, And I had already talked to Oculus at the time at that point. And so they said, oh, yeah, finish it up and, and, you know, bring it over. It's sort of pre-approved for the store. So basically did it as pretty much a solo project. Um, And that came out in September of 2020. And everything has just sort of, um, yeah, basically just sort of like snowballed from there. And, yeah, we just finished up the PSVR 2 version a few months ago. Um, and uh yeah, it's just sort of this it's turned into I never thought that mini golf was going to be the thing that would kind of consume so much of my life, but it's also like the perfect from a creative standpoint it's like it's the perfect project because just when you're getting tired of a certain course or a certain world, it's like, oh, that's all wrapped up. we get to move on to a totally different one, and you can see with a lot of the courses that we've released that that yeah we're really having fun to sort of like. Hopping all over the place and, and, yeah, inventing all the worlds that, uh, you know, even some that I had wanted to do as a feature film that uh, that even just never got made.
2: Well, I'm, I'm curious about, like, the going the VR direction. Like, what was it about VR that, that made you want to go that route versus, like, a traditional golf game?
3: So... I slash Mighty Coconut, we've made uh, a couple of other games before then. One was, I don't think I even have a merge cube here. Uh, we had done an AR game for this merge cube, which looks kind of like really fancy QR codes on a phone cube, but you turn it around. So we had done a story based, based like a choose your own adventure um, uh, that was like you would actually activate it by turning the cube, but you'd be looking at it through your phone or through headset. So even that very first one that we had done, happened to support VR. Um, and then there was another one called Laser Mazer, which you play on your phone. You actually do it by physically walking around in the real world. Um, so it's great to like go out to a park and you're actually like ducking under mazes while you're looking through your phone <laughs> to see the world. So um, everything that we had done was kind of in a similar space. And Walkabout actually started out um, as a phone game. In fact we have a version that's going to be coming pretty soon that will be crossplay but you actually play it on your phone and at least how it started off we're going to have both options um was you actually play it by physically swinging your device and this essentially becomes a 6 off controller and you can actually play with people in vr so that had already been up and running when the quest one came out i was like you know this is actually very similar hardware under the hood. We're using a lot of the same stuff. So this is kind of getting maybe a little deeper into the dev stuff than uh, you normally do. But but yeah, basically it was super easy to do the port over because we were already optimizing for mobile and we were already using such limited sort of interaction that um, it was something that I was able to move it over in about a week. Um, oh, wow. And showed it, showed it to to uh, Oculus at the time, and and yeah, that was really all that it sort of like, uh, all that it required. And then built out the rest of the courses and really sort of embraced the VR stuff. But a lot of what you guys are seeing in the PlayStation VR version is also years of development because initially it launched with four courses. There were no avatar options. You got to choose your ball. You didn't choose your putter. There was literally like no option screen or settings at all. it was just just four courses and that was that was pretty much it so and even like welcome island which is what we call like the putting area and the driving range none of that existed so it started off as a very bare bones solo project and then everything that you see beyond that is something that we've added to um just yeah over the last couple years since it released
1: well from my perspective the reception seems to be great on the psvr2 so far like is have you been getting more positivity surrounding your PSVR2 launch as opposed to maybe to the meta uh,
3: oh well I mean so it's been it's been really awesome I think that probably the best thing about PlayStation for us is that I don't think that there's a lot of other games that are similar on mm-hmm. PlayStation yeah, there is especially from the social side of things and the fact that you can cross-play I think there's a lot of people who also have a PSVR 2 and they also have a quest to. And the fact that they could sort of like hop into a room with people that are on other headsets, um, I think is a big part of that. And just generally being as open as possible so that people can play socially. And uh, especially during the pandemic, a lot of people use it as a way to keep in touch with people that they're, you know, just physically distant from.
1: Um, and I would even say the ease of use and how easy it was to do multiplayer for, like mm-hmm. myself and Matt, my, my co-host of PlayStation drive, we found yeah. it so easy. And then, like you said, I had a friend who doesn't live far from me and I got him to get it on his quest as meta and we played together. And then it just, it it's, I love the scorecard at the end. Cause then I can finally like, you know, <laughs> meet someone every now and then, but you know.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it. Uh, so much of that ease of use I think we kind of lucked into, there was always, you know, coming from the, just the mobile, you know, having done a couple of, of games for for phone and everything, I've always been just obsessed about making things as simple and easy as possible. And I think that that was one area, especially like the multiplayer, just how you join rooms and all that sort of stuff was something that I actually haven't played as many games as most other developers have. And I think that we've kind of embraced the the differences in there, because a lot of that we just kind of lucked into that sort of like, I just kind of came up with whatever I thought the simplest solution would be. We are also fortunate that because we are a mini golf game, you can play solo, but we're not worried about, you know, we're not worried about pain. We're not worried about people that are physically distant. Like if there's a little bit more latency, it's not the end of the world because it's yeah. not like a first person shooter or something. We can get away with a lot of simplicity that maybe other games wouldn't be able to like with the fact that we can just put everybody on the same server and doesn't matter, you know, geography wise, we're able to take some shortcuts like that. But I think, that and just we're just all floating heads on the screen, exactly. which, which yeah.
1: is also hilarious, because if you have the same thing, so it's, it's
3: yeah. fun. Even that though is something that we kind of, you know, we've talked about adding bodies, but then there's also something that the the heads convey so much information. And when you have bodies, there's a lot of opportunity for the view to be obstructed of what you need to see or people to grief people. Where Anytime we add something, we always kind of run it just mentally through that list of like, does it break something that fundamentally works? Does it sort of like, does it have any knockdown effects? I think also just with a, you know, there's VR is also, especially a social VR game. If you've got people randomly meeting up in quick match, we want to try to, we intentionally put a little bit of friction there to try to avoid some unpleasantness because unpleasantness in VR is way worse than unpleasantness in a traditional you know a a traditional pancake game so yeah there's a there's a lot of consideration for that sort of thing
2: yeah for sure well I you know it's it's funny is like there's all this like kind of elegance and simplicity must not have been easy to figure that out to like crack that nut of like how do we make this as accessible as possible and for those who who may not be aware listening out there game development very hard very very hard to make a game so was how was the development of this one was it was it challenging for y'all to sort of figure that out
3: i mean i think that it was it's gotten more complex and especially now that we're a much so it went from being a solo project to now we've got almost 30 people that are working on it full-time um just focusing on all the upcoming courses, all the upcoming features, all of the platform stuff um, mm. has really, you know, we went from being just on Quest and Rift to now we're also on Steam, FivePort, Pico, PlayStation. There's just a lot of that. Um, we're trying very hard to hold on to the simplicity of everything, um, but certain platforms, actually, PlayStation has a lot of requirements, things that you have to do just for PlayStation. That was one of the most difficult things in bringing over to PlayStation. PlayStation is just having to make sure that we're doing things the PlayStation way. Mm. Um, but as as far as general development, I mean, I think that the the physics, really getting those dialed in was definitely one of the biggest things. And then you mentioned the simplicity because we were in the pandemic, I actually used my parents as beta testers.
2: Yes, Neither
3: of them are gamers um, and neither of them had ever done VR obviously at all before then. So the fact that I had people that were completely not new to that, I think is actually a big part of why it ultimately ended up being simple enough because I was able to watch how they interacted with something and basically, yeah, make it, make it something that, you know, we've, we've got 80 and 90 year olds who hop in pretty regularly to play. And just like that's, I think that was just the nature of how it was developed and just, you know, the it's fact like that you, I was- yeah. You hit
1: a Wii sport. It's like, totally. you it, everybody can play it. Because like, even for me, yeah. when I first started playing VR to me was brand new. I'm a gamer and I was having so many difficulties. And then when mm-hmm. we were playing this, uh, Matt said to me, he's like, you just press a button and you go right back to your ball. I'm like, oh my God, like all these little simple things. Mm-hmm. And we were like, wow, it really is that simple. Like you could barely, like we were joking. We we're doing a lot of Billy uh, Happy Gilmore jokes about tapping it in and such. But yeah. like <laughs> It is very simple and easy to learn. And I actually love
3: that as being a, a gaming parent,
2: I've
1: got mm-hmm. a lot of time to play video games. So like if it could be simple and it's more fun.
3: I think that's also been one of my, like all of the stuff that I've done. I also don't have a whole lot of time to play games. So even though, you know, we all dream of that. Oh yeah. What is that big Epic 40 hour solo mission that, you know, just that thing that I would love to make at some point. Reality is most of the games that I have time to play are the shorter experiences. And so I think that mini golf has given us just a really good structure. Um, and, the replayability because of the physics engine. We've spent so much time really dialing in the physics, and now that we've got that, it's like there's there's so much that we can do, so many new mechanics that we can add, but even without adding mechanics, there's a lot that you know, just by changing how something plays or how something rolls or creating new shapes and stuff can completely, you know, basically change the gameplay and really it does add to a lot of the replayability because you can you know, people will play several courses, you know, a dozen way more than that. There's several people who have played each course 30, 30 times at this point. So uh, that's, again, I wish that I could take all the credit for that. I think that some of that also just comes from the fact that I happened to choose mini golf and it turned out to just be a really good, just underlying game for both VR and for all those other things we mentioned, simplicity and replayability. Well, speaking,
1: you've to keep on these courses here. You've, Done some very interesting choices when it comes to these theme courses. Uh, my personal favorite is *Labyrinth*. I I grew up mm-hmm. loving that movie uh, as a kid. So, mm-hmm. what inspired for these choices? And also, are there any dream courses slash I guess collaborations that you were you know hoping to do for the future?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, as far as how we come up with the courses, we actually have a, um, a board that has I think over a hundred courses that are sort of like the ideas that we want to do um it's not unusual for a couple of them to get combined um i think laser layer the one that came out most recently was a good example of that where just we've liked architectural styles and then when we settled on the villains layer ideas like oh we finally get to do our mid-century modern course but it's got the evil layer and the lasers because it you know people aren't that i I felt (laughs) like i was playing
1: james bond i'm not gonna lie (laughs) i love that.
3: Um, but yeah, but things like that that uh, it's like oh we want to do something in this style and I think that a lot of it is a reaction to Things that we don't necessarily get to see much in VR That um, I think that just games in general are going to lean towards a few different types of aesthetics and I think that We get to sort of go in a different direction just because of how our courses are conceived and designed and everything um, and then as far as the uh, um, as far as the licensed courses so yeah so we've done a uh, labyrinth with the jim henson company we did mist which was the 90s um the Easy, uh Myst island game. the video game yeah puzzle game um that was awesome because we got to work with the folks at cyan oh, really? and, you know they're all doing vr as well so they even gave us the actual island that of course we had to rebuild in our style a little bit but yeah the, we all had headsets and were able to you know basically kind of turn it into like whenever we did a meeting we would do the meeting on Mist Island in like an early build of the game, which was so pretty cool. wild to actually have <laughs> the people who created the original one. Um, and then, yeah, so upcoming, we've got Meow Wolf, um, which I don't know if, I, actually, you're, I know you're in Canada, but that's one they've got a few different uh, installations all over the U.S. That one's going to be a pretty trippy uh, mind-bending experience for everybody, I think. Uh, I, it's very, very tough to explain, but it's uh, essentially it's sort of like a... It's like a permanent art exhibit of just like the most crazy um, out of this world sort of like very sort of like installation art um, museum essentially. Mm. Uh, But yeah, so that one's going to be super fun. And then we've actually got a couple more that are locked down that we haven't announced yet. And we're kind of generally open to, you know, we're having conversations with a bunch of different folks and so much of it comes down to, you know, stuff we really want to do, but also sometimes things kind of come out of nowhere or sometimes unexpectedly. Meow Wolf was actually an example where it just happened that the the former CEO who still is a, or one of the founders there was playing our game. And it just sort of like tweeted at us. We wrote him back, Hey, do you want to do a, yeah, well, of course. And so a lot of times it just kind of comes up organically. And a lot of times it is through someone who happens to be playing the game and just knows us. So and it's
1: almost like you, you guys do have endless possibilities. Like I, as, as someone who plays your game a lot, I'm just like, wow, you could do this, you could do that. And it's, and it's one of those games where you could be whatever you want. It's almost like your walkabout mini golf is this fantasy Island. And we're just out there to have fun and then do a whole bunch of different things all the time. Exactly.
3: Yeah. And we also think a lot, especially going back to the the overall courses, we do think a lot about because I come from a film and TV world, we honestly think of it almost sort of like a movie studio would like their slate. Like we want to make sure that we don't do two things that are too similar, especially close together. So we intentionally sort of space things out. We did the Jules Verne series. We've got two of those. We still have around the world Navy 80 days coming Um but even that's an example like, okay, we don't want to release all those right back to back. You want mm-hmm. some that are a little bit more chill and some that are more mechanics driven. And just generally to sort of give people that, like you said, the fantasy island that you could go anywhere. And hopefully people don't even necessarily know where that next course is going to, is going to be taking them until we, we finally announce it a few weeks before launch.
2: Nice. I love that. Something that that has impressed me about about y'all in general is just your um, openness and like communication with your community and stuff to the point Mm -hmm. where you guys even have your own podcast for the game, Walkabout Talkabouts. And um, I'm curious where the the idea for that came from. It's not every day you see a a game getting its own dedicated podcast (laughs) like that.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I think that we benefit greatly from being totally independent. And the fact that, you know, we don't have to sort of approve anything with anyone. We sort of like, we've found that it's just better to be open and let people know. I would also say that we're very fortunate that, I think that the type of community that is attracted to a game like ours, um, just tends to be a little bit more just generally respectful or, you know, Mm -hmm. they get along with each other and they want to, you know, everyone wants to be there and have a good time. it's one of those things you can be competitive, but having a good time is not contingent on winning and it's not contingent on beating the person that you're playing against. So I think that we benefit a lot and that's helped with that that open lines of communication, just being able to, you know, let people know how we're doing stuff, why we're doing stuff, and and yeah. And then as far as the the walkabout talkabouts, that really came from we realized early on that. We're one of the few VR games that does have this very open, kind of casual, conversational vibe, um, and the fact that you can, like, we've actually got a surprisingly high number of people that use it for business meetings, whereas mm-hmm. they used that to makes go. Sense. That. that makes sense. Yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. There's something about the flow. Like, we'll even do. You know, sometimes we'll do our one-on-ones in in-game as opposed to necessarily trying to just do it on, you know, on a Google Meet or a Zoom call or something like that. So uh, it really kind of came from that idea and realizing that this is an opportunity. VR is still so early. All of the VR devs, we don't really get much of an opportunity to talk to each other outside of like GDC and a couple of other events throughout the year. So honestly, part of it was kind of an excuse to hang out with other, other people that are playing in a, in a similar space. And just being able to talk about game dev and especially VR, we've had a mix of other folks from the animation world to theme park design to kind of, you know, anything that's sort of like loosely adjacent. Um, yeah, it just kind of gives us an opportunity to, like, frankly, it's an opportunity to hang out with some of those folks that we might have a hard time sort of like actually having that hour-long conversation if it weren't sort of like in the context of doing that. So some of that is just us being selfish and, yeah, trying to, <laughs> yeah, just, just hang out with people that we want to hang out with.
1: Well, the community <laughs> for the game is huge so I, I wanted to wanted to ask you does it make it easier to come to work every day because i'm i'm you see it on twitter you will know, x or whatever we want to call it today but i see a lot of it in social media it's the one game that kind of has this huge community vibe and that's something we have here at, at carpool and i think that's why it's also doing well in our in our discord as well a lot mm-hmm. of people are talking about this game
3: uh yeah i mean it's it's um It's awesome to sort of like to, yeah, bring people into the fold. And I think that the PlayStation, the PSVR2 launch was also kind of one of the most exciting launches that we've had in a while, just because there were so many new people that are on that world and that were sort of like coming in brand new. Normally, we don't get that sudden sort of like influx of a ton of new people coming in at once. And it definitely gave us sort of kind of fresh eyes and sort of like helped us, you know, just remember sort of like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of. There's a lot of new folks there's a lot of like how do you you know make things as pleasant make the onboarding experience as good as possible just generally sort of like make it as welcoming as as possible um also one thing i will uh plug if there's anyone who has not joined our discord yet that was literally um, our next
1: question about your. yeah discord i was just tournament. gonna i was just gonna yeah. say
3: we let's go made the call sort of like early on and that's not to say that we're not going to add other multiplayer features, but there's something that's really, really nice about having people join the Discord because there's constantly games going on, there's tournaments, there's tons of different ways. Like if you want to play with a different group or just meet new people or yeah, tournaments are, are super fun. You don't even have to be very good to be in them because you'll learn a lot just by playing with people. The nice thing about having the Discord sort of be the social hub for the game is that it does give sort of an off platform way because Getting into the headset, it can be difficult to sync up with people. There's still just a lot of friction to actually getting into headset, yeah. And uh, and it also just really, really helps that sort of like again, just sort of like making sure that you know, uh, you know, whether it's bad actors or just sort of like making sure that uh, that people sort of like have a home base that they can come back to. The Discord is really sort of the social hub of the game. So yeah, if anyone is wants to do multiplayer and just hasn't kind of found their group, definitely check out there. There's also a lot of separate communities that have sort of uh kind of come up on their own um different based around different languages different interests all of that sort of stuff and yeah we will be adding some features to that but it's also for now it's it's really really nice to have that one big central hub for it
1: and we'll drop a link for the discord in the in the uh, description so that people want to click on it um
3: i have to ask
1: how many Easter eggs are in this game and how many have we not found? Because like I go on the courses (laughs) and I'm just looking at all these little different things and like in Mm a labyrinth course and I'm like, Oh, that's fun. Like there's, there's a lot of fun things that you can find throughout the game.
3: Yeah. I I, I honestly have no idea to be honest. I think there's even a few in there that I don't know about. Um, Everyone has their own different sensibilities. And I think that that's been one of the, being able to add in those little gags, those little in-jokes, those little, you know, all of those little details, um, has something that the, the team has pretty much carte blanche to sort of do what they want as long as they're, you know, not going to bump up our ESRB rating or anything like that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much free reign to do this. So I think that everyone takes the opportunity to squirrel away a couple of little, little details and even a couple of things that might not necessarily be, uh, might not necessarily even be jokes. Sometimes it's even just something that like got cut from a previous course and it keeps then recurring because everyone wishes that it had been in the previous course. And so they keep trying to add it in the future courses or make references to it. And yeah, it's kind of got its own little, uh, We've joked about the the walkabout cinematic universe, that it's well, all I, those things coexisting.
1: What you were saying about all the different things, I'm like, oh, it's like the multiverse. And I look at the little golf balls and they're all around. And like, you got to you gotta go find them. And like myself and Matt were like going around you. Like if people are listening, you like almost like suck them up into your hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always joke, I'm like, I want to be able to have my own golf ball one day. I'm like, just just one day, have my own little mm-hmm. golf ball and like put a little symbol on it. Cause it's just, it. I have a lot of fun with it. And it's just, it's a lot of fun community wise. So I, I do appreciate it.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm curious too, you know, obviously the, the support for the game thus far has been, you know, awesome to see. Um, mm-hmm. Beyond just like buying the game, engaging with the tournaments and stuff like this, you know, we, we want to see this game continue. How, mm-hmm. what's the best way for fans to get involved in supporting the game, getting the word out there, stuff like that?
3: I mean, I think just uh, just playing You know letting your friends know but the the biggest thing that we're doing on the just the ongoing building out this game is really we are on a cadence now where we're pretty much launching a course about every six weeks um and every one of those is a full you know it's got the easy course and the hard course it's got all the lost balls like we are really finding that that's something that is also kind of lacking in a lot of VR games just because Mm -hmm. it's difficult for a lot of games. We happen to be lucky that we do have this sort of like so many ideas and so many places that we can take it that are each, you know, very new and different. Um, But yeah, I definitely encourage if people haven't played the DLC, check those out because we're constantly adding new stuff and uh, yeah, there's always new challenges with those. We're going to be adding, you know, more luckily having sort of like that steady stream of DLC also allows us to Add a lot of the features that people are requesting but yeah if you go onto our discord um people are constantly chiming in with requests for course ideas or requests for new features or yeah just meeting up so yeah just basically join the discord ask questions and yeah just play and try to convince your friends to get a vr headset if they haven't yet
1: exactly and also <laughs> don't take away the feature that i can actually take my hand and wave it in someone's face while they're trying to swing at the ball let's oh. leave that in because i think that's hilarious <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> We that's there was so even good. There was even a bug that is now an Easter egg because we fixed it. But if you go up into God mode, everyone can see your little teeny tiny putter. The putter doesn't expand. Oh, that really? was something that yeah, that it was something that we had uh, we had fixed it because like oh that's wrong. But then it was like no no bring back a little big putter. That's adorable. <laughs> so.
1: I was laughing when I first did it. Matt was like going to swing and he's like dude get your hand out of my face. I'm like you can see my hand right now. He's like yeah. And I'm like oh there we go. I'm like, I'm like pulling a Sean Avery from hockey. I'm just like yeah I'm just gonna keep doing it. Just yeah. Try and swing now.
3: Mm-hmm. I think we do have a couple of settings to sort of like help avoid some of that stuff, but in general, there was that element of like people want to be able to just you know goof around. Yeah, it's,
1: we're just having fun with each other, especially yeah. when you're like when you're playing the space uh the space course and you're like you're already maxed out your your swings on like three of the holes because it's it's hard. Yeah, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not good. It's hard, but it, yeah. it's just fun to do.
3: Even some of the other activities that are kind of built in there that like, it's not the core game, but the Mm -hmm. fact that you can ride different things, Uh, Atlantis in particular is fantastic. You could just go up and ride on the humpback whale just around the course for a little while. Uh, The fact that you can, uh, uh, in the newest course, laser layer, we added a beach ball, which actually is totally interactable. So you can actually hit it back and forth. Like there's, I've seen people playing like,